0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A funny thing happened on the way to Emmaus. Might be a good way to open this sermon if it was a novel or a theatrical comedy. If I was directing this in a film, I might be tempted to have an actor play Jesus, appearing just different enough like What happens in some of the spy thrillers that the audience also wonders who he is. A strange traveler who journeys with two friends during the setting sun, perhaps with a cloak halfway covering his face. Then, in some dramatic fashion, he comes into the room with them, candlelit, of course and proceeds to help them prepare dinner. And everything is normal until he takes a loaf of bread. And... Well, the lights in the room all brighten, and we can, of course, see who it is. It is Jesus. And not only is it Jesus, but it is a man who is fully alive showing no signs of the trauma that he has just been through save the nail scars in his hands and his feet. And with that, the two disciples, who would be reclining at the table, are aghast until Jesus vanishes into thin air, perhaps with a noticeable whoosh or some other sound effect. And I think that as long as we understand the lack of recognition and the astonishment at the revelation, we wouldn't be that far off. But if you're like me, you might be asking yourself, but why? Why didn't the disciples recognize him? After all, they had only been with the man for about three years of ministry— Surely they couldn't be that dim-witted. I think the answer to that question lies in the realm of belief and what one chooses or in what one decides to believe in. Our travelers this afternoon, and frankly it's probably about this time of day, are leaving a city, perhaps even leaving because it might be dangerous for them to remain there, being followers of a failed Messiah. And grief must be, it just has to be, playing a significant role. I know that in my own life, when I have been deeply grieved by one thing or another, sometimes the details of everything that is occurring get jumbled up into a mess, and I might not notice someone around me who is a really good and close friend. But these two people, when they recount to Jesus all that has happened, and most importantly the details of that particular day, and notice that they say to this would-be stranger that it was some of those who were with us went to the tomb. They themselves did not go. Others went instead. So after all that, the question then becomes, did these two people expect to see Jesus? Did they expect to see someone they knew to be dead probably wasn't going to be talking to them on a stretch of road between two towns I don't I don't think they did Cleopas and Simon knew what all of the other disciples knew about Jesus what he had taught about his passion that the Messiah must die and three days later would rise again yet Even with the evidence of an empty tomb, the evidence that the women who had visited the tomb told them, after all, you just didn't see angels every day, there was still doubt. Or perhaps a better word is unbelief. This is where we often find ourselves especially so far removed from the events by the forward progress of time, we find skepticism is easier than faith, asking for a burden of proof against the claims of Christianity. And sometimes, like these two disciples, Jesus is walking with us speaking to us, conversing with us. And we fail to recognize him, fail to give those moments much notice. Once the company of travelers gathered together for a meal, several things happened. First, the disciples knew the Lord Jesus, In the breaking of the bread. They recognized Jesus in the manner in which they had seen him give thanks, seen him bless bread, break bread, and give it to them. I have often wondered if Jesus himself said the words that he had said only a few days before. This is my body. I I don't know. It's, It's not recorded. But what is recorded is the act of making Eucharist, the act of giving thanksgiving unto God that Jesus had and now was doing, and it revealed Jesus to them. And in the same way for us, we recognize Jesus in the blessed sacrament, in the bread and the wine that we share when we come together. How, might you ask? Well, firstly, by faith. And secondly, by what that heavenly food does to our souls and what that food does for our souls when we take it reverently and in prayer, coming to Jesus to heal our sins, to strengthen our faith, and to make himself his real presence known to us each time we pray. And secondly, we, like the disciples, learn to be aware of when our hearts burn within us. When someone tells you a profound truth that skips the mind and goes straight to the heart. It's like listening to a beautiful symphony or a simple violin solo that skips all the analytical categories and moves straight to your heart. to your gut and listening to it over and over again gives you the same reaction. So it is with Jesus and the Holy Scriptures. Learning to recognize when the Scriptures are moving you, when they are skipping your head and go straight to burning your heart. It is when you have that overwhelming desire to learn more and more, to be in closer relationship with Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit nudges you to spend just a little more time in prayer, nudges you to give that person who is hurting a quick call or to scribble out a note and post it in the mail, Let us learn to be like Simon and Cleopas and learn to recognize our risen Lord in the daily activities of our lives. We can learn to see him each day somewhere. But we must be looking for him. We must be expecting to see him at work in the world and in our lives. Were not our hearts burning within us? Set our hearts on fire, Lord. Let our hearts yearn for you. Be known to us In the breaking of the bread. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.